Uh, my shit works. Uh, so everything, all of the Boston uh, coming together all at once. That was really quite remarkable. What was it? He's the a PO by day, then then <laughs> the American representative pregame, and then the old the old bartender after he does the anthem. Uh, do you think there's like a whole line of people who who gotta go get their beer poured by the anthem guy? Well, they might not have known before, but they probably are. You know now. I bet you they probably tip him shit too. Um, did you catch the other Boston, uh, complete Boston collision that people got upset no. about? No, what happened? Oh, no, they got the, uh, the rally towels out tonight. Uh, okay. Sponsored by Barstool Sports. Oh, uh, sick. <laughs> Give me a break. I like the outrage towards a, a franchise that, um, not two months ago brought out Conor McGregor to, like, twist Wait, towel you- for them. What, what did they expect? It's Boston. Yeah. It's the most oh, nice. on-brand thing. Like, the only thing... If the rally towels, like, could, you know, grope other fans in attendance, then it'd be probably about as Boston as you could get. Choke out another fan with one of the towels. <laughs> Someone's reaching into their pocket to take, like, a down blouse photo. And then when they're reaching into the pocket, a couple of, like, you know, generic oxys fall out. And then, you know, Tommy, a couple of seats over, sees him and starts crushing him up into his beer. Those are my oxies. <laughs> what are you doing with my oxies? <laughs> <laughs> you know, two grown men from Dorchester, you know, bulging each other's eyes out with the, uh, the barstool rally towels wrapped around each other's necks. <laughs> yeah. Now, these gender-bending multi-platinum superstars... But we, but Shen didn't do it. Grizzlock, no Sunquist. So we're we've been dead on because someone you really nailed that. That someone reported you. Did they give him a gamer? I give that a two. Oh okay. So do you think this is going to affect his uh, law enforcement career? Absolutely not. I think it's going to be even better. <laughs> I mean, it it could, if anything, just make him join the force sooner than later. We briefly touched on the Anthemist, but that was... that That's made up. That's central casting, right? We we called that, because last time, what, we were talking about um, Grizzlix and how he's going to be a cop if he's not already. He could be a plainclothes, who knows? Him <laughs> being a cop. Um, talked about my CEO, future mother of one of my kids, maybe. That's we'll not see. how that works. Also, to Shenner... Popping in, popping in the first two Genos. Yeah, called that. I'm telling you, he's go, he's gonna go off again. 
I think he's going for a tilt. I think he's he's dropping the gloves. I don't know who he's going to fight. Maybe <laughs> maybe a linesman. He's working, working the lines tonight. <laughs> Boys might be looking to get fucked up by <laughs> Shen. <laughs> well, oh, that would be sick if, if, if like the linesmen and officials could could be like willing combatants if it goes over the line or if a player's pissed about a call. <laughs> I mean, they don't have any gloves, so they can just like get right to it. I think that'd be great. I love Colton Pareko. Me too. He's he really is great. He's so smooth. He's big. He's kind of like my dream defenseman, you yeah. know. Like that's what I that's what I dream of Phil Myers turning into. Right. Like that's the the ultimate goal. He, Myers is even, Myers can be even be a little bit silkier than Pareko, but no, I I agree. I think that's a, a perfect. Well, actually, my my dream. For Myers is Hedman. Yeah, that's, that's that's my ultimate ultimate reach. Hedman's like a brick. Like he's you mean really solid or stupid. Solid. Yeah, like, I, I think Myers can get real solid. I don't know. I because Hedman can rock up on you. You give him enough time. Hedman can skate, but he's not like as like languid as a guy like Pareko or Myers is. And I just think the. You know, some tall guys are built to to thicken up, uh, and some uh-huh. are built to s- sort of stay reachy. And that doesn't necessarily mean because, like, it's not like Chris Pronger was, you know, he was a goddamn beanpole. Yeah, I mean, he still he still was on the on the light end, um, even as he filled out. But when he when he broke in at eighteen, he was a skinny little fucker. But it, but his game was never, you know, the the quick like smooth tall guy. Um, right. Which I guess is like an emerging category in the NHL. There isn't like a lot of, you know, you didn't have to be for the longest time. If you were big, you were just big. Like you, they didn't put you through the power skate and if you, you know, you could drop your elbow on any center. But I mean, if you could get Myers to become 80% of a Pareko, duh, that'd be yeah. great. That'd be amazing. Especially for an undrafted free agent. I think, it, I think Myers is a good one. We got, we got a nice little team on our hands. Oh yeah, I well, I personally think that Phil Meyer is gonna, maybe not is gonna, but has the, definitely has the potential to be the best of the entire group. Just watching his, watching the tools he was uh, he was working with. Yeah. Just from the first couple times I saw him up close in Allentown, is like, the, yeah, he, he stood out as a person who just moved differently than your average AHL player. Like this guy can fucking skate like a gorgeous stride so long and so deceptive because his legs are so long that he gets rolling and you know he'll he'll kind of like lead rushes and defensemen yeah. and, and back checking forwards almost seem to misjudge him because it's like visually you're not comprehending how fast he's exactly. going exactly based can't, on how you can't quite grasp the speed yeah. you know sort of like sort of like watching like a, a giant airliner flying or whatever it's like yeah it looks like it's kind of moving but you know nothing's really churning too fast yeah the the stride is so clean and like even it's yeah he's a lot of fun i still i don't know sandheim could still do it because sandheim he's he's like kind of like i guess his ultimate like a, a bigger niedermeyer a guy he's so good with his stick, so good at getting involved in the play, and his skating is so freaking good. 
So yeah, the Flyers Flyers are in good shape with D prospects, as we've known for a while now. We just need to get a couple Kevin Hayes in to round it out. And uh, I don't know, is, is Delzato still on the board? Let's take Delzato. <laughs> yeah. Did he end up on St. Louis at some point this year? Um, no, he went to the Ducks. No, he is he is on the, the Blues currently. Get out. Really? He's only 28. Michael Delzato. Yeah, he is a blue. Jesus Christ. He is their seventh defenseman, I think. Was did, was was he an Anaheim Duck at some point this year? Uh, he might have been. My dog is doing? quite upset. Oh, because of she heard Delzato. <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, DJ DJ DZ did the three team tour this year. Hmm. Twenty three oh. with Vancouver, twelve with Anaheim, seven with the Blues. Nice. So they got him yeah. deadline. What was what's the value of a Michael Delzato in fourth rounder? He will. Oh, he's going to be worth a fourth rounder for the rest of his career. Sixth. Sixth. Ooh. Well, he's he's expiring. Uh, goddamn right, right before our eyes. Cocaine Kuznetsov. Yeah. Did you watch the uh, the clip? No, I haven't. I mean, they're just talking in Russian, so you can't really determine what's going on very clearly. I think there's two two lines cut with the rolled up dollar. There's like a lady in the bed. Someone is filming him talking to him, another <laughs> male Russian. Yeah. And he's sitting there on his phone, like right in front of the table and the, the coke plate and everything. And it's just kind of like the official uh, explanations. Like, you know, when I realized what was happening, I left the situation immediately. Sure. Once once the cocaine was gone, I fucking dipped out, boys. Well, I had to but test it. Yeah, it was good as the uh, the Beckham video where he's got a whole pizza and a girl in cocaine in a bed. No, but that sounds amazing. Odell yeah. Beckham or David? <laughs> Odell. <laughs> David Beckham would be more scandalous. <laughs> yeah, because I think he's been vegan for a few years now. <laughs> and he's, isn't he married? Sure. You don't buy a boat until you get married. Oh, come on, you fucker. There you go, you piece of shit. I got a street. Who was that? Was that my boy? Is that Jaden? No, 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 it's uh, Tarasenko. Okay. How many players do you think are doing cocaine in the offseason? Most of them, right? Not, not most. I would say... I would say probably at least 10% yeah. of, of players toot at least one line in the offseason. You're talking about... We're actually... It's more than that. I remember I was reading an article about um, like the NHL's drug testing policies and how they test for like cocaine and weed, but they will not suspend you for that. And they can like refer you to the substance abuse thing, like if it if it comes up a lot or gets to be a problem, but they still can't make you go. So it's probably greater than 10%. If you're very wealthy in your 20s, you're having some good cocaine years in there. I think it's only more so if you're if you're wealthy, especially since your your league doesn't test for it. So couldn't couldn't Kuznetsov like does he even need to apologize? Is cocaine illegal in Russia? Oh, it probably was in the US most likely because I believe the dollar bill or maybe that's just a, a cross-cultural thing where even people abroad are only snorting blow out of ones and hundreds. It's like, we do not have an American $1 bill. We have no way of consuming <laughs> this. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, put it put it in the freezer. I wonder who the other person... I wonder who's talking to him. I wonder if that's another uh, cap. Malkin. You do cocaine or what? <laughs> the secret link between uh, 
the hated rivals. Uh, cocaine. Okay. Oh, so another part of uh, that, the statement uh, that I thought was funny. Yeah, I walked into a room and I saw just a bunch of women I'd never seen before, a whole lot of cocaine. And I was like, I'm out of here. Yeah, very believable, man. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah. What is uh, the point? Or why haven't athletes learned at least from um, from politicians and things like this? Just either one, fucking deny it, or just give a no comment. Like it, it's it's somehow like because sports is, you know, more entertainment or seen as like fun things that they they need to act like you know they have morals or responsibilities. Just say say no comment, and that's it. But but yeah, and then like putting out statements that are just so fucking like so transparent fucking blind drunk stumbling around my hotel and then i went into the wrong room is that how you do cocaine straight out of cocaine let's uh let's put our paul holmgren's on mm-hmm. Hell yeah. what's i keep i keep that that thing on me you know yeah what are we talking about so let's talk about uh some off-season bullshit i decided i uh and pro Kevin Hayes now. Pro Kevin Gates? I've been pro Kevin Gates. What did you just say? I yawned, I so my ears shut. <laughs> Kevin Hayes. <laughs> oh, Kevin Hayes. He's a he's a doofus looking guy. The neck beard really gets me. That I think would so, be the the one reservation I'd have. It's like, you know, you bring in a guy to be your sort of stopgap second line center in hopes of making it deep into the playoffs. Um, he is he is not that though. I don't think so. Not a not a chance. He's what is he's not a second line center. He's barely a second line center. He's a a passable second line center. Would you? Would but would you be comfortable paying like Kevin Hayes for the next like five years, like five and a half million dollars? I'd probably I would, be six. I would but... feel like a, if I was Paul Holmgren, maybe. But me, personally, I would feel like a dumbass if I did that. Well, you're only paying him for the next two years. Because you just dump him somewhere. Oh, my God. <laughs> His body? Yeah. You kill him. Is like like what uh, what happened to... Uh, who was the Panther? It was like to Fedorov? Yeah. Ah, all right. So, maybe. If you can dump him, sure. Why not? Because, like, the, to me... Um, but all like a, the, think about all the young players you're going to block. Yeah, right? Well, I already have uh, Connor Bunneman penciled in for the 2C slot. But if they want, Actually. you know, if they want a guy who's a little bit more of a sure thing, not that anyone, you know, Bunneman, he's pretty much there. But, you know, yeah, if you want to, you got some cap space to spend. Because I don't really care about term. You've got to write someone a guaranteed contract for $30 million to get a free agent in the NHL now. But that doesn't yeah. mean you have to have them on your team for all of it. Because it's a free asset, and then you trade them for whatever, and then people go, you didn't get good value. And you go, yeah, we did. We got two years of this guy playing for us, and then we got a third-round pick. But what about the cap management? What about the prospects? <laughs> I think, you know, and then the prospects, how great would it be if, like, the Flyers don't tender a uh, qualifying offer to, like, NAK and Ooh. just like let him go for nothing. Ooh, yeah, because he's coming Wouldn't up. That'd be sick. <sighs> Man, I'm gonna. Well, we could we could start like a whole um, a whole grift around that. I'm sure. 
Flyers fans band and they're just feeding you gritty. That's the gritty is the opiate of the masses, you know, but in reality this team does not, you know, is not committed to winning, uh, isn't putting a good product out on the ice, isn't keeping, you know, future fourth liners like NAK around. Danik Martell. Could you imagine losing Danik Martell and NAK in just like thirteen months time or something like that? Can they go back and refire Hextall? What do you think Chief is dialing up uh, tactically between periods right now. Oh yeah, the big adjustments. Um, yeah, I'm guessing he's he's there saying like we're not getting pucks deep enough. Uh, bodies, bodies, bodies. Uh, you know, big tap to Sunquist. Like he gives him a strong point and a wink. You know. Yeah. Qu- the quick jaw <laughs> nod. I, I actually, I got it because he's very stern. So I imagine him. Coming into the locker room, you know, stern face, but like kind of soft, and it's like, all right, you know, but one more period, one more period, this is it, and then he one, in the first intermission. All right, one more period, guys. Yep, <laughs> and then and then just slow, slowly unzips his pants. Let's go, boys! And then the room just erupts, and they run run down the tunnel. But there's still like another nine minutes until the period starts. <laughs> just a pile up. <laughs> just, just a big old pile. Up. Just all sit yeah. down on the bench and wait. It's <laughs> just what he, it's what he's been doing. Just about it, every intermission, or at least once a round of the playoffs, and you know, a couple times a week once he took over the job. It's like <laughs> shit. Like I. I don't. I don't have much here, but if this doesn't get you fired up, you don't deserve to play hockey. Because I was telling you, like this is this series is a great, just a great exposure for all the people who were like, "Oh my god!" You know, see Baruby, he he made adjustments. He became a better coach. All you know, all this like, oh, the Flyers gave up on him too soon. A lot of the people saying that I feel like haven't watched entire series of Blues hockey or anything, and like really absorbed what's going on with that team. So my favorite was the transition coming out of uh, coming out of the second intermission. Yeah, yeah. Edzo is just like you know, Baruby had you know full intermission there, settle his team because they got ransacked in the second period of that first game, and settle his team down and make his adjustments. And then like as he's saying that, just two defensemen standing still, one throws it up, you know, eighty five feet to. Uh, like past the red line to a forward who just kind of chips it into the Boston bench six seconds into the period. Like, yeah, the adjustments, they're going to gonna work on these these breakouts that were <laughs> so effective in that second period, you know, where they had like what, they got out shots of them like 20s to single digits because yeah, they I couldn't get like, the like fucking puck out of their zone. Or something <laughs> like that. Yeah. Just it's funny though because I mean not all the shots were of an extreme danger somewhere, but like the D did a pretty good job, you know, kind of keeping up to or at least maintaining. It was funny actually watching that game on mute. Like until you see the numbers, like you can tell the puck is largely in the blue zone and that the Bruins, you know, are having possession, but it it didn't look like it was just oh my god, they're just you know getting their shit run right now. It was okay. They did a good job, you know, controlling controlling what they could. But I think it just goes to show you that it's not Baruby's tactics, that it is relying on a talented decor and still, you know, 
I don't know. I, I feel like you still... If Bennington wins a cup, is he a good goalie? No, he's just a cup-winning goalie. There's been so many average goalies to win cups that... You're like, okay. Yeah. Like, he could, he could be the next anti-Niemi for all we know. Exactly. And, I mean, Michael Layton got close. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> you know, it is, it is kind of one thing for... Us Flyers fans to be like, God, Michael fucking Leighton blew that cup for us. But also, like, you gotta realize, like, could you imagine, like, kind of how shitty and guilty you'd feel if it was like, wow, we won a cup with Michael Leighton as our goalie? Like, is it even a real cup? Guilty? I would not feel guilty. I think that makes it an even bigger accomplishment. I think that's worth two cups. <laughs> uh, yeah, true, maybe. But I don't know, because it, it, the, then the quality of your components. So, so here's an alternate history. Uh, Leighton wins the cup, retired, you know, retires right after. Is his number in the rafters at the Farg? Ooh. Um, I don't think so, but I think I could see them giving him, like, um, the sort of, you know, Lindbergh, no one's going to wear 31. I think no one, no one will wear... What was Leighton wearing then? 34? 35? I thought, he, I thought he was like 49 or something. Oh, uh, yeah, 49. You're yeah, right. he had that, like, I'm an ECHL player, the fifth string goalie, and I'm taking what I get number. Just because we're talking about forgettables. Um, I have a... So you strung me real hard. Uh, yeah. go to some last place last right. week. So I, I'm trying to get you with a good one here. Go some last place. Boyd Kane. No. Jeff Carter. <laughs> so, uh, this time around, and it's currently 2-1-U because of the, uh, the very different... I think No. It was, it was 2-1 the last time. Go check check the tape, man. Yeah, but you don't win, a, win one for getting me to not guess it. Oh, what? I thought that's how we were playing. This deal keeps getting worse. Fine, you want to change the rules? All right, it's 3-1, yeah, whatever. Let's change the rules. It's 3-1 now. <laughs> All right, I feel a lot better. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so this time around, we have a, uh, a strapping, then 23-year-old, six foot two, 205-pound wing from uh, the handsome hamlet Lake La Biche, Alberta, Ooh. which translates, I think, to Lake the Bitch. 6'2", 23. It's not, is it Ben Eager? No, 14 games played, 14 okay. of uh, the 21 career games that Definitely this player played. Uh, Ruzicka scored points. This guy, 0-0-0 zero, zero, zero for the stat oh, okay. line, tapped to minus 7. Oh, all right. Got a baller with his little linen outfit, eh? Mm-hmm. Got the okay. sandals and everything. And you're sure it's not Ben Eager? Absolutely sure. Ben Eager played more than 21 career games. Oh, 21 career games. Yeah, 14 for the Flyers in 06-07. Forward or defenseman? Wing. Wing, right. Okay, we said this. Uh, Mike Rasji. <laughs> if only he only played 21 games. Uh, and it's already not Boyd Kane. Boyd Kane was my beginning. I thought I, I toyed with Boyd Kane. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we all have. We've all done our dirt with Boyd Kane. Uh, but I, I actually thought that was too easy to guess, and this is so far proven that it was too easy to guess, so no Boyd Kane. So it's not Nico Dimitrakos? No. Come on. Nico played games. 
can I get a, well, I'm running out of guys that I, I know and, and recall. Can I get some more hints here? Um, he wore the same number as Valeri Zelopukin. That's 26. Good. Um, shared a last name with a long tenured coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Jim, Jim Vermeil. <laughs> no. All right, I will take my check now. No, come All on. right, so it's got to be a, a read. Yeah. Read is it. Um, and that's all you're getting. I don't know. I don't know the... No, not ringing any bells. Who, who do we got? Who do we got? I, I'd submit. i tap out. It's Darren. Uh, Darren Reed. Darren. You know what's funny? So I... I And I forget. I'm pretty sure Darren Reed was the guy that I was going to initially do as the one that you would never guess. Now, see, now I'm checking. I see another name. I know who I'm doing next week. Dar- uh, Darian Hatcher. I, I, only in my dreams. I got to go do do potty, too. Big potty. Gross. Yep. Uh, you Furbin? Yeah. Um, wait, you go first. Well, my... Uh... My fucking right boy this week is definitely Oscar Sunquist because you yes. know I'm a, you know I'm a boarding enthusiast, and mm-hmm. he made our our prophecy of Grizzletrick getting killed uh, come true. So, you know, not Shen, but close enough. I'm gonna I'm gonna see Shen. Shenner's gonna be my guy soon, but I think I'm gonna give it to um, Evgeny Kuznetsov Septum this week for. Taking, taking a sniffing and keep on ticking. That's my boy.